Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? It is time for Real Answers, a transformational hour with Dr. Kate Siner, live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally. Dare to go deep. Change yourself, change the world. This is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers. And today we're going to be talking about how to be your best self in your most important relationships. So I've been talking recently about self-care and how we can bring in more self-care into our life as if anything and everything that affirms the self is a form of self-care. And uh, one of the ways that we uh, take care of ourselves is to uh, create and maintain uh, healthy relationships. And uh, our most important relationships, of course, are going to have the greatest impact on us and the way that we are able to, um, how, able to feel on a regular basis. And, um, and so I wanted to talk a little bit about what you can do to create healthier relationships um, because healthier relationships in your life are going to contribute to your ability uh, to feel and to take actions that care for you. So, uh, you know, no matter how much we try, right, <laughs> uh, we're sometimes unable to create relationships that are mutually supportive and fulfilling. And um, there's lots of things that we can do in order to kind of start to bring, uh, like try to show up in our best possible way and, and bring about the kind of changes that we want to see in our relationships. And, uh, you know, we want to start with ourselves because it is knowing ourselves that it will allow us to be able to differentiate between um, the things that we need to be cleaning up and taking care of in times that we're in uh, truly toxic relationships. So uh, it is really hard to negotiate relationships with um, another person if we don't know ourselves. We don't know um, what we value, what we dream of, what our strengths, what are our limitations, what, what are we trying to do uh, in our life. And uh, when we don't have that kind of uh, like awareness, that kind of understanding, then um, uh, we can get confused by another person's stuff. We can think that what someone else values is what we value as well. And we can start to um, believe uh, that uh, another person's like agenda or feelings or whatever are actually, it's our agenda or our feelings. So that is one challenge that comes out of not really knowing ourselves in relationship. And then everything gets confused from there. So we've got kind of complications in the system, and then it gets more confusing as we try to negotiate things because we don't uh, know how we're contributing 
or what it is that we really need. So to help our relationships be strong, we actually need to know ourselves so that then we can ask more for what it is that we are needing and wanting. And we can communicate why things work or don't work for us. And we can uh, like, like engage in ways that feel really right and good. So we're able to maintain our, our care of ourself as we are interacting with you know, other people in our life. It's a very important skill. So um, uh, the next one that's really important to remember is loving yourself. So learning to love yourself is like such an important part, right? It's like <clears throat> that cliche statement, you only truly love someone else when you have love for yourself first. Like you're, you're only able to love someone to the like level that you're able to love yourself. Um, it's because, because no matter how much we want to, we're actually unable to treat other people better than uh, we treat ourselves. And a lot of times people will say, Oh, this isn't true. I treat other people way better than I treat myself. I would never treat other people as poor, poorly as I treat myself. And I would say it, it, there's probably some truth to that. There's probably many things that you are capable of doing for other people that you're not capable of doing for yourself. But when you dig down even deeper than that, um, it, there is a limitation in the love that we can give to others when we have not learned to give it ourselves. And it may not show up as a direct correlation, um, but it is in fact there. Um, you know, part of being in relationship with other people is that it begins to highlight our own ability to love ourselves. So the, it, over the course of our relationship, it is these, like, our limitations start to come to light. Um, you know, we might, like, for example, what I was just talking about before, kind of compensate for our inabilities to be loving by giving to people more than what we actually have to give um, or that we have allowed ourselves and while that might not seem like such a bad thing, it actually sets up an imbalance that is hard to clear up. It builds, there's all sorts of problems that come when we get out of whack, when we, when we overextend ourselves um, or we're not able to receive back the love that we need. Um, so while our efforts might look very generous on the surface, underneath we might be trying to get something back because we haven't set up a, um, a solid foundation. Um, you know, it can develop a feeling of dependency, like here are some of the things that can be happening under the surface. You can have a feeling of dependency, a fear of abandonment, um, you know, a fear of intimacy. Uh, you can, um, you, you can uh, like give to get. You know, even then, once again, we don't usually don't want to take a look at that, but we're really trying to get our needs met by giving to others. And, uh, and this like gives us this feeling that, uh, we, you know, we can't meet our own needs. 
And so we try to meet them indirectly through other people, and this causes relationship problems. So um, to really, uh, you know, to, to really learn to love ourselves and to, to see our own unique value and our intrinsic beauty and, you know, all of that, to, to be able to embrace that, that skill that, that we develop through learning to truly appreciate ourselves is actually the gift that we get to give other people. That we are able to love them truly for who they are because we have developed this skill around really being able to appreciate and love another person or to really be able to love and appreciate ourselves. Um, so to get started in that direction, uh, we look at things like what, like start to appreciate the things that you do right. You might notice in your languaging that you are, are typically being critical, maybe, oh, I'm so stupid or so clumsy or so whatever. And, but are you taking time to tell yourself the things that you're really doing right that, or uh, that uh, you could feel good about? Or are you willing to, to, to frame some of your challenges in a way that are less, um, that's less kind of like detrimental or negative? So give yourself that um, benefit of, of appreciation as you move on the path of really being able to love yourself. And you actually can't do this enough you know, being kind and loving with yourself. It's like you actually can't do too much of it. Um, just like you can't be really too kind or loving with other people unless for some reason they're dysfunctional. But, you know, you can give yourself this love and this care um, as much and more and more and more. And that will help you in the way that you're able to be in relationship with, with others. So I'm going to go to the first commercial break. Uh, and when I come back, I will give you more techniques for uh, being your best self in your most intimate relationships. Educator, Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a PhD in psychology, and plenty of real-life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesigner.com.
Hello, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers, and we've been talking about being your best self in your intimate relationships because the relationships in your life directly affect your ability to care for yourself, and they are a component of caring for yourself. So uh, in the first segment, we talked about loving yourself and um, how important it is to, uh, to love yourself and to also know yourself to spend some time getting to know you so that you can show up to relationship, being able to share who you are with another person. You can also, uh, in order to be your best self, clear your history. So we really benefit from being as present as possible in relationships, and this is something that is, can be very challenging to do. Because our experiences with other people um, are often colored by our prior experiences with people. And, uh, you know, in order to be in the present moment with the person that we're with, we need to leave our prior experiences in the past. Okay? And, and how do we do this? How do we leave our experiences in the past? So one of the ways that we do that is to understand how an event has affected us um, and then to disentangle ourselves from it. So we actually understand the event and then we use, you know, a, a mental process to start to uh, deconstruct what was going on and to reconstruct something that makes more sense. Um, and, uh, you know, and... So it's like we, re we start to say, oh, wow, that actually wasn't, like, I understand that situation differently from my perspective, and that helps to shift it. Um, you can also use clearing techniques um, as, as ways to get rid of the, your past. Um, so there's everything. There's everything from EFT to access consciousness to energy work to core energetics. You can do a million different things that are all designed basically to disentangle you, to disconnect you from your path. Um, one of my favorite techniques is MER. I use that in my, uh, um, my, uh, breakthrough intensive, my personal breakthrough intensives that I do with people, where I'm able to clear out uh, emotional um, baggage and limiting beliefs in, uh, you know, a one full day session. It's like 10 years of therapy in one day. Uh, it's pretty powerful and amazingly effective. And uh, so that is another way to begin to clear out your past. So uh, the thing about clearing our history is once we clear our, a part of our history, we find that there's new levels of our history. We just, we can keep digging, you know, we can keep digging down and getting down in and deeper to, um, to in, in, into uh, the things like the perceptions and the ways that we're held uh, by different, uh, both positive and negative forces in our life. So uh, it is not a journey that you set up out on and complete, but there are definitely points along the way where you notice an incredible difference in the way that you're able to relate to people and how you feel about, um, uh, you know, how you feel about the present moment 
how present you are able to be in that moment. So it can be helpful to try a few methods that you think would be a good fit and to take a little time to, you know, see if they're effective for you. Uh, and it, so the, it's important to be willing to give yourself time to do this clearing work. Even if you do it qu quickly in like a breakthrough session, there's still a component of time that has to do with uh, clearing out our history and becoming more connected to the present moment. So I just, I, I ask you to add a little patience in. And then another thing to recognize is that's part of what happens in relationship. Relationship triggers us in, uh, and connects us with previous things that haven't been resolved. And we can either blame that relationship or we can take a look at how, what it's activating and we can take care of what it's activating. And when we approach relationship that way, we get so much further. It has so much more of, of an impact uh, in our life because we are, um, we are using the events to be, instead of a re-wounding episode, instead of an event that further proves something that we came to believe was true at one point in time, we use whatever happens to help us learn how to create something different. And when you're able to make that shift, when you start to make that shift in your life, uh, it turns your life around in a, a huge way um, because you recognize that what is happening to you is truly for you to be able to go to where it is that you want to go, reach the next level, expand into who you want to be rather than a block to getting there. And so it's, there, it's, a, it's, a, it's a major shift in perception to be able to see the challenges that come up and in relationship that point us towards prior wounds as gifts that we can use in order to be able to transform. So I... Uh, um, I, I encourage you to try that out, to take a look at uh, when problems come up for you, to take a look at how, what they're pointing to, and how it is that you might start to shift them, to shift you into um, a new, uh, like a new way of being. So clearing out your history is um, an important component of being able to be more present and more available in your intimate partnerships. Just a second, we're going to go to our next commercial break. And I want to just mention again my uh, personal breakthrough intensive, which is a one-day event 
where you are able to take a deep dive into your emotional and mental baggage. Uh, go ahead and clear this out so that then you can come into the present moment in a whole new way. It's an incredibly powerful day-long technique that does the work of years in uh, a very short amount of time. Uh, I highly recommend your your checking it out. It is an amazing, amazingly helpful tool. Uh, you can find out more about it by going to my website, katesigner.com, and going to the Work With Me section and looking at uh, a personal breakthrough intensive. Um, I'll be back right after this next commercial break. Educator, Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a PhD in psychology, and plenty of real life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesigner.com. Hello, welcome to Real Answers. This is Dr. Kate Siner, and we have been talking about how to be your best self in your intimate partnerships or in the people who are close with the people who are closest to you in your life. Knowing that if you can get and develop healthy, strong relationships with the people who are in your life, that is a foundational and so uh, helpful form of self-care. So the final thing that I have for you today is about owning your own stuff. So we're building off of clearing up your history, but uh, nothing is going to make your relationship stronger than integrity. So the biggest gift that you're going to be able to give yourself is knowing your own contributions to your relationship. So as you can see, in order to be able to really do this, you need to know yourself. You need to be able to love yourself enough where it's not terrifying to own your own failures, that it's okay to have limitations, and that you, you are still lovable, that you will still give love to yourself even though, like everyone else, you are imperfect. Um, you need to start to be able to, uh, to alter your perspective about what the issues that are coming up really mean. Because if you don't, you might blame other people for what's happening instead of taking a look and saying, how am I helping to create this problem? Because when we are in a relationship, we have a role. We are in a relationship. That means that 
what is happening is partly happening because of us. So we have contributed to the problem. That doesn't make the problem our fault. Uh, it doesn't make the problem the other person's fault. That is a limited way of looking at the problem. What we want to do is just recognize that, of course, we contributed to the problem because there's a problem right now. And if we didn't contribute to it, we wouldn't be a part of it. So how have we contributed? And, and then uh, so that we know that, that allows us to then maybe to make those changes, clear out something in the past, step in in a new and different way that's more related to the present moment. Or we can also ask ourselves the question, is there anything I would have done better or differently if I had remained in full integrity? So when we create problems, we've usually either, well, we've usually um, disconnected or disregarded something about ourself that is really true. So in some way we said, I know that this is really true. Like I feel good when I treat other people right, right? But I disregarded that. And so now I created this problem, right? Or, um, you know, I knew that it would be best if I approached the problem this way, like somewhere deep inside, I knew that if I approached the problem in a certain way, it would have a better result. But I didn't listen to that. And so I was out of integrity with myself. I wasn't really acting the way that I wanted to. And so the question is, is there anything that I would have done better or differently if I had remained in full integrity? It's acknowledging the fact that if, if I'm acting in a way that's really clear and right for me, then if a complication comes up because of it, I will not, they, that does not bring my behavior into question. But if I have acted in a way that's out of integrity, then um, I need to do something to make it right. I need to acknowledge the fact that I did not act in the best possible way. And I need to figure out a way to act in the best possible way. Now where this sometimes goes off the rails and gets complicated is people own their own stuff. And because of their owning their own stuff and whatever baggage they have from the past, they maybe own more than their fair share of stuff. They become, they're willing to take on the responsibility for the situation rather than be accountable to what's happening. So just, to, just like some people don't take any responsibility for situations, taking a little too much responsibility for a situation is also something that's going to create a form of imbalance. And it is also out of integrity. So taking too much responsibility is actually as out of integrity as not taking enough. It's just the opposite side of the spectrum. So we really want to start to pay attention to what is in full integrity for me and for this situation. And sometimes we're not going to be totally clear about how to do that. 
And that's the learning curve. That's how we gain in wisdom. That's how we gain in understanding. That's how we gain in love of ourselves because we're willing to love ourselves through this process of not being 100% sure on how to navigate something that is in totally alignment with us. Because maybe we've never seen an example of it before. Um, or maybe, you know, we've never had an opportunity to practice before. So there can be a learning curve that's really necessary. Um, and when we are unclear about how our stuff is influencing a relationship, we're very likely going to do some unintentional damage. And I, I want to just kind of normalize this because the, there is the damage that comes from outright meanness and cruelty towards other people. And more often, the damage that we experience in life is unintentional damage. It comes from uh, just like an ignorance, an inability to know how to do something differently. And it's important that we know that about ourselves. And it's also important that we know that about other people. Because otherwise, our emotional responses and our behaviors can be disproportionate to what is actually going on. So, uh, you know, when we're unconscious to kind of the unresolved feelings from our past, we're more likely to blame and shame and guilt others, right? We're more likely to point the finger and say, you caused this. You are the reason that I feel this way, or you are the reason that this is not working out. And, uh, you know, it's only that when we are able to take a look at our own contributions and really be able to see where our shortcomings are, that we're actually able to hold other people accountable. So we're actually able to hold other people accountable because then we know we're able to hold ourselves accountable and because of that, we're actually able to see other people's roles in things. And we become not only a more trusted resource, um, but we become a better collaborator, a better in, in like a way of engaging. It's a better way of engaging um, with people. Because we, at that point in time, we're not either overcompensating and taking too much responsibility or undercompensating and not taking enough responsibility. We're not caught up in the blame, shame, and guilt game. And instead, we're able to actually start to own and communicate and look for alternatives to create something better. That being said, there are situations where, you know, try as we might, and even in owning our stuff, we're not able to make it a better situation. And that requires then that we look at that and make uh, new and good decisions for our sake and for the sake of the relationship. So those are my tips for um, being your best self in most intimate relationships getting to know yourself, loving yourself, clearing out your history, and owning your stuff. Uh, working on these four areas, it will make really fabulous shifts 
in uh, your how you feel on a regular basis and also how you feel in relationship. So I want to thank you again for joining me here on Real Answers. I look forward to speaking with you next week um, and have a fabulous week. You've been listening to Real Answers with your host, Dr. Kate Siner. Her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out. Visit Dr. Kate on her website at www.katesiner.com with Dr. Kate and see how she can help.